0: A purpose in life is so critical. When you have a purpose, a goal, you know where you're going, you have a sense of direction. Our guest today is a young woman entrepreneur, Ananya Kapoor, who realized this while still in college. Not only did she realize this, but she chose to pursue her goal with passion and determination. Ananya is the founder and chief everything officer at Thai Beauty, a company she set up that merges makeup and skincare. Welcome Ananya to this series of conversations. As you know, the idea here is to get women achievers, who we call women trailblazers, to share the stories of their lives with us, to tell us about their struggles, challenges, ups and downs and achievements, so that other women who are listening to them or reading about them get inspired and motivated to get out of whatever is stopping them from realizing their potential. Eventually, we want to build a community of women who are there to support and empower each other grow with each other and be with each other Thank you for taking time out and being with us. Let's get started So a little bit about your life and your childhood and all of that the basic simple question
1: so I think Since we're talking about inspiring people, for me, like I think since childhood, I've always seen like women in the workforce. Um, My mom's always worked. So it's just something I've always seen growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, That along with having the whole family of entrepreneurs, at least for me with mom, dad, my grandparents, whatever. It just has always been the kind of environment where you see yourself growing up to become someone who runs either a company of some sort, or maybe starts their own thing. Um, I feel like I was a very rebellious child. (laughs) Um, Because it was always like, people would tell me, oh, you should do this. You should do that. And I was like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm going to do it exactly the way I want to do it. (laughs) For example, when I was going to college, I wanted to study chemistry. And my dad was like, what are you going to do with a chemistry degree? (laughs) Like, Why would you study that? (laughs) It seems so pointless. You know, you want to do business. are you challenging yourself unnecessarily Mm -hmm. and I was just like no I want to do this I'll figure out how I'll use it but I'm going to do this and cut to today you know like my chem degree is what I use as a basis to develop products in our lab now Mm -hmm. so it kind of has kind of come full circle so I think (laughs) that rebellious nature definitely does take you to a certain point. Another way that happened is because I was always told, you know, you can oh, come help join our companies, do this, do that when I came back from college. Mm -hmm. But today, I was sitting there and I was literally just like, I would love to help you guys. But this is kind of a dream passion of mine that I've been wanting to do. So I'm going to go ahead and start a cosmetic company and do something no one is currently doing. yeah that's kind of how I grew up in my own little like you know I want to do exactly what I want to do stubborn mentality but I think it worked out for me
0: yes it did it did so any particular childhood memory that you would like to share with us I mean you know with your parents or siblings or whatever
1: um honestly I feel like growing up we had like the best environment right to get into any kind of whatever I just feel like you always saw like I always saw dad coming home from work and like talking about you know whatever he was doing what happened in his day mom would do the same and I always found it so inspiring I think all of us would just kind of sit like me my siblings my parents like once everyone was home in their room and just have like chats in the evening and I remember as a child I used to kind of be really frustrated when my parents would like be talking about work and whatever but I think you know when you hear those kind of conversations from the get-go it's just something that kind of gets into your blood and now today I'm part of those conversations and my siblings are just like why are you like this can you guys <laughs> talk about something else for once in your lives <laughs> but yeah
0: so why uh, cosmetics and how did you kind of get into it I mean chemistry okay you wanted to do so how did it kind of gravitate towards getting into so makeup and cosmetics? I
1: when I was in school, yeah. I never wore any makeup. It was just like, you know, A, we weren't allowed to in school. <laughs> B, I never really discovered it until like, say, I graduated school and I, you know, like bought an eyeliner, bought a lipstick, was like, okay, let's try something new here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to college and, you know, you're in America, you're in like Coney Mel and you have Sephora right there, right? Yeah. Cool. And I feel like I was also growing as a person. So initially, when I had gone to college, I was like, let's do chemistry, let's see what we can make out of this because I love to make things like, you know, create something new in the lab. That was always a really fun experience for me. Mm -hmm. But I think I got really into makeup in college because my friends were teaching me things, people were showing me things. You're in America, all these new things are coming out every day, you know, like there's all this exposure that you get. And it just became something that I was really into. Now, I'm not a very big, bold, crazy makeup person. I am a very minimal makeup person. Mm-hmm. But I think the exposure, just like generally touching, feeling the products and realizing what goes into making them, because I was also simultaneously doing my degree, right? Mm-hmm. I think it just got this little curiosity out in me and I felt like there was like a serious gap in the market at least when it comes to makeup in this country I feel like there was something that could be done to make the products even better for people who could use them for all kinds of reasons right Uh, makeup is mostly about confidence to me honestly Mm -hmm. you put on a nice lipstick you feel like better about yourself you just feel more confident like to me this CEO lipstick is exactly that you know, like it gives you that boost of confidence that you're looking for and I think just learning all these things together, getting that exposure, getting that chem degree, kind of pairing it all, I kind of fell in love with makeup and decided this is something I'm going to do. I remember coming back um, during Covid because we couldn't stay in college right so I was back home and I actually like was sitting in my kitchen formulating like little skincare products that I sent to my friends and I was like oh guys try this, I've made something you know like it was still like chemical based because I actually sourced some like chemicals from um, from suppliers in Delhi only like small samples and I started creating my own products and I sent them to my friends they were like wow how did you make this? Mm-hmm. And I think it was just like that, just kind of brings that whole love of chemistry, love of products out and that's why I think today even I'm always striving to create something that's different that no one else is doing because why do what everyone else is doing, that's kind of boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the gap you felt was in terms of there not being enough uh, quality products, that's what you mean when you say there's a gap in the market? So
1: at least what we're doing at type is not something that anyone is doing anywhere in the world actually. Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do, I was always very into skincare. So yeah. initially, I was thinking doing like a skincare line. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back and I realized that's very saturated, you know, every other person is doing a skincare line. There's always so much going on. Obviously, there's ways to innovate in there. But yeah. I felt like this a little tight. So what I thought was why not mix my love of skincare with my love of makeup and okay. put it all together to create type which again some people are doing internationally they have skincare backed makeup products in America for sure mm-hmm. but the way we've taken it is to take it a step further and customize it based on your specific skin concerns which is why it's called type.
0: Okay. It's just That's why type. It's called type. So it's called type because it is based on a person's skin type so to say exactly okay interesting (laughs) very interesting
1: so like for example every product range we take out um say you have a foundation we'll have four foundations for you so based on whatever your concerns your skin type is you can find
0: the right foundation for your skin okay okay great great that sounds really good so um okay so any kind of i mean i'm sure the journey you faced a lot of challenges i mean as you know a young entrepreneur one and two, being a female, so could you just kind of uh, you know elaborate on these?
1: I think (laughs) first things first, as a young entrepreneur, I feel like with my parents they just kind of threw me into the deep end. They were like this is your baby, you will sort it out, you will handle everything yourself and I was like yeah completely. You have our support, you have our teams if you need any like you know anyone to get advice from whatever else. Mm -hmm. So I think I always had a good support system. (laughs) But I was allowed to be independent enough that I was never under anyone's thumb, so to speak, even being so young. Um, I think definitely the coupling of being a young woman (laughs) entrepreneur does take its toll because I know I've had conversations with suppliers and people where they haven't taken me seriously where I've had my team talk to them because you know they were just like what is this like young girl telling us like how can she be the one who is in charge of this whole situation you know yeah and I always very much was so I found that really frustrating especially just like it's just Indian culture right so at some point there's a lot of barriers to break but there's only so much you can do and sometimes it's better to step away from the situation than to be completely inside it and cause yourself unnecessary stress right. Mm -hmm. So like if it gets to a situation where a supplier wasn't listening to me, wasn't respecting my opinion so to say, Mm -hmm. I would have someone from my team take over and just handle it to the point that I am not involved until you need final level authorization Mm -hmm. Is then I think we realize your level and your value in the place in the space. Mm-hmm. I think that is one challenge I definitely have faced. Um, A lot of other challenges you face this is not necessarily for being a woman but like there are obviously language barriers right because we work with a lot of our packaging comes through internationally so mm-hmm. we have to deal with that as well right so there's a way to deal with other people's schedules and kind of how they function. So different countries function in different ways which I've learned recently Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting actually if you think about it Yeah, because the exposure you get to different cultures is kind of cool in this job. (laughs)
0: Yes I'm sure. So nothing in particular because you're a woman so like people or maybe makeup is a thing where woman being there is not like something um, extraordinary or you know out of the ordinary in that sense.
1: You know, actually it still is. Um, now, of course, we have a lot more women entrepreneurs in this space. But this story that I'm telling you about like the packaging and whatever, like my packaging was actually delayed by three months. And the supplier was from India and he wasn't being able to get the product shipped on time. I had a launch exactly one week from the day it was supposed to arrive. Mm-hmm. And this guy was just like blocking me, you know, he was like not telling me the full truth. Hmm. And at this point, I used to handle all of our purchases directly, at least for packaging because I was very, you know, on the ball about this because it changes your entire supply chain, right, everything else is handled by us. This is outsourced. Hmm. I was dealing with it myself and I was talking to, I was literally calling the supplier on a daily basis to say, where is my packaging, (laughs) please bring it to me. Eventually, like, it got to the point where my launch was the next day. I was having a photo shoot, like, that day to make sure that, like, the products can go out on time. And I was on a call with the supplier and I was just like, can you please get me my product on time? Like, you told me it was going to be here two weeks ago. What is going on? Mm. It was just, like, a really bad situation. to the point that, like, I was almost in tears because the opposite person is lying to you. You are sitting here, like please, I'm so frustrated. My timelines are going to get delayed. Everything is going to go off. Like, please, you know, and this was very early in our journey. So I was still not used to this like culture of delays as much as I am now. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah, But it was so bad. And I remember that like, I was literally on the phone with this guy, and I was like, five seconds from tears. <laughs> and I had to have like, um, my, uh, my purchasing Head like take over.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: had a five-minute conversation with this guy and got all the truth out of him.
0: Okay, and okay. it was
1: just really frustrating. It was just one of those situations where you're just like.
0: So you think it was because you're a young girl that's why it was like.
1: No, uh, definitely maybe. to an extent at least. I mean, mm-hmm. I've managed that supplier his lesson, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're a young girl and of course you know there are other uh, you know aspects to your life other than you know work and of course you have friends partying all of that so how do you balance everything and of course you know your future also how do you think you'll be able to balance different parts of your life
1: i think right now the way i like to do it is i try to maintain the balance where my social life is more on the weekends and my work life is more during the week. I like to say and my entire team likes to say that I am a workaholic to some extent for sure mm-hmm. uh, and because of that you'll find they have a running joke actually in the office that if you text Ananya at 6am in the morning or you text her at midnight she's gonna reply and give you facts
0: okay. <laughs> at that
1: point in time. So Throughout the week, I'm always working. I never want to be out too late. I never want to be in a position where I'm like tired when I come to work, you know, all of that. I always want to be here giving my best. Mm -hmm. But that being said, on the weekends, I do make a lot of time to spend with my friends. I like to, I love hanging out with them, you know that. Um, But I make a lot of time to see my friends then. We do all kinds of stuff, honestly, but I like to make sure that it's on the weekend and not during the week, just so that my
0: everything is balanced the right way that's actually that's the way to be you have to be focused and practical and of course yeah i get that so your biggest success so far i think sorry 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 what did you say
1: i was just saying going
0: into the future i really don't know how i'll
1: balance it i think right now i have a
0: lot of time ground rules are in place and you kind of know that this is how i'm going to do it then you will find a way around it you know, because you know yeah. that this is how photo functions, so you will you know.
1: I tend to do it with a lot of planning, so my to-do list is like a really big part of my life <laughs> and I stick very close to it so that That's everything cool. gets
0: done.
1: <laughs> organization is key, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so your biggest success so far? My biggest success so far? <laughs> Type is my biggest success so far. I think we've honestly been live for less than a year. Okay. and we've managed to create a really like a known brand name and I think that in itself is such a big deal but also we've managed to create a very large portfolio of products Mm. so not only do we have your concealers, your foundations, your lipsticks your lip glosses, your eyeshadows we're coming out with some new stuff soon Mm. primers yeah we have a huge range in very little time I think definitely lately I've been having a lot of those moments where I'm just like oh my god this is actually happening because we got featured in Vogue three times, Um, we got featured in Cosmo, Bazaar, Grazia, all the big names and we don't pay for PR so it's just like we send products and we get these reviews Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it was just really cool (laughs) that's something that's made it definitely to my top of my list Mm. and yeah, I just got recognized for being like top 100 women leaders or whatever. That was really cool too. Yeah, yeah, um, my own story, that was a big moment for me as well. But yeah, I think for me, the success is and the little things and the customer satisfaction. Honestly, that's my biggest success to today.
0: Yeah, as I guess it should be because, you know, that's how you build the brand loyalty and customer loyalty and all of that. The so
1: other year, you customer Sorry? Sorry. the other day a customer messaged me and she said that like um, she tried our products and like it gave her the confidence to leave the house in a happy like way and that to me is what it's all about like that's literally it
0: <laughs> so you see yourself doing the same thing 10 years from now I
1: definitely see myself in beauty 10 years from um oh. I think starting type was like a dream of mine and I think in 10 years hopefully we'll have grown it to a point where it's kind of ubiquitous and it's worldwide hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I definitely see myself doing that, maybe launching more brands, let's see, 10 years is a long time.
0: Yeah, 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 it is, it is. So, how do you keep yourself uh, motivated? I mean, I'm sure there are days when you know you're kind of a little low and not so upbeat about you know anything happening, or the days when you know you be, you're frustrated because things are not going your way, or because the way you want them to go, they're not. It's not happening like that. So then, how do you keep yourself motivated or on track on those kind of days?
1: Honestly, I think I have a really good support system. I know this is like a strange thing to say, but a lot of my friends are also entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes talking to them really, really helps because you're like, Hey, I am having like the worst day Mm -hmm. and your friends will be like, Hey, you know, me too, but here's how we're going to move on from that. (laughs) So you have like a five minute conversation about something really random but it kind of realigns you that and always keeping myself well-planned trying not to overwork myself that's a really big one these days for me because I think in the beginning I really did overwork myself to an extent where I felt sick and then it was just like I couldn't work anymore so I wasn't even giving my 100% anymore right so something's become really important to me is to take that time to rest and kind of give back to your body to yourself yeah just to avoid that burnout you know like you have to do it you have to give yourself that time because otherwise it's just constant and you're never going to be able to break away mentally right and I think sometimes you just need a little bit of me
0: time to kind
1: of refresh
0: yes 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 that is very true because I guess if you just go on and on and on so somewhere you are going to reach a breaking point and that's never a good idea so yeah these little breaks and yeah yeah those help so you go on holidays, vacations with your family?
1: Honestly, <laughs> this year has not has been, I've managed to do it, but I like to take my vacations strategically. I plan them around my work. And if I'm feeling like I've just had a few months of just too much going on or whatever, I'll take like a weekend trip somewhere close mm-hmm. so that I can just like, you know, either be by myself or be with friends and just like kind of detach a little bit I, I'm never not working even on vacation <laughs> but um, it's good to be in a different place it gives you a change of environment change of pace helps you to kind of reset come up with new ideas also so yeah. I'm a big proponent of vacations I just don't do them as often as I would like to <laughs>
0: yeah yes with your work yeah. yeah so in this young life of yours some of the most important learnings can you share some of these with us?
1: not everything goes to plan (laughs) that is definitely my number one learning (laughs) something will always go wrong always give extra time to things don't um, for example if you're launching a product and you think you know what this is the day I want to launch it on there is like a 99.9% chance something is going to get delayed (laughs) so always give yourself a buffer Mm -hmm. not like sitting there the last moment waiting for suppliers to give you your product for um, all the manufacturing to be finished so always give a good buffer time and make sure that like you're okay with things not going to plan the second thing is definitely you're in control that That means that the second thing is that you're in control and if you have a launch date in mind and the consumer doesn't yet know about it it's okay to delay You don't have to put that much pressure on yourself, you know, like, because you can and it can become a lot, but it's important to make sure that, like, everything happens systematically. And the third one is definitely be organized. I can't live without being organized. I need everything in my life to have a place, time, everything set up. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes the least organized person. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I like to try mm-hmm. and um, definitely give yourself time for R&R, give yourself time for your friends, give yourself time to just be you because honestly at 24 <laughs> I'm sitting here and realizing you know you do so many things for work but you don't want to lose this time in your life so make sure you're giving back to yourself that's important. <laughs> it?
0: Yeah that is true so you are successful and you're young and you're a woman how how do you think i mean not only based on your experience but uh, even based on experiences of other women around you how do you think the world reacts to a successful woman in today's day and age i think it
1: depends on a lot of things and i do think it depends by generation, by background, by a lot of different things I think in my own circle I've been very fortunate to have very supportive friends, uh, family, everyone around me always cheering me on Mm -hmm. but I have seen other cases where you know like it's always just about XYZ other things. It's never about your career and how focused you are on that, right? Even today, like even if I am sitting here and I'm saying like, Oh, I have like, I have a brand, I run a company, I do this, that, the other, there's always going to be someone who's going to poke a finger at you and be like, Oh, but what about your future? And you're just going to be like, this is my future.
0: Hmm.
1: (laughs) Like, hello. I feel like I've been fortunate but I feel like a lot of other people face much harsher challenges than I do. I think being a woman in business is still very difficult. It's not exactly the easiest thing. You have to make sacrifices, you have to make sure that you're, you know, here for your work, here for your family, here for your friends, here for whatever. And I feel like very often that puts a lot on people's plates. And the expectations from women are just higher unfortunately than they are for men and I don't mean this even now I don't I don't I don't mean this in like a work focused way I definitely mean this in more of like a home focused way you know like you are expected to do certain things I definitely think it's less now a lot less at least but There is still that expectation. We live in a patriarchal society. There's only so much that can change, right? And change is coming. It's just coming slowly. And I think something that's really important is that we have these conversations and that people hear about more women succeeding in their work, in anything at all, because I feel like that just motivates more women to go out and do that right i feel like it's really important to present strong role models because if you don't have that then like there's no one for you to go ahead and chase after you know does that right. make sense yeah,
0: yeah it does a lot of sense okay so maybe not for you and maybe not at this age but i'm sure you've heard of people or seen people who you know maybe in their late 30s early 40s mid 40s suddenly decide to change switch gears as i say change their careers so somebody was a banker and suddenly decided to take up farming somebody was you know maybe teaching and decided to take up acting or somebody who was a doctor decided to start writing why do you think people are doing that i mean earlier if i remember people used to kind of start doing a particular thing maybe start a business and then keep doing it till whatever time they wanted to work and nobody ever thought of doing something different But now if we look around us, we find that a lot of people have started doing things which are different also. So when they change, they change to something which is quite drastic. So um, why do you think people do that? I think as we, an entire
1: society, um, the really interesting shift is that now it's all about your passions, right? Everything is on social media. You have this enormous amount of information, right? earlier you start off say like I want to be a banker and that's all you know and that's what you want to go ahead and do for xyz amount of time. Today if you look at it and say you know what I'm not happy doing what I'm doing there's a hundred different ways to learn about something else right and start on a different track that is one thing secondly I think people have become more focused on themselves and their happiness. Um, The societal shift that you see right now is kind of coming from a place of I want to explore my passions, you know, I want to be happy. We're talking a lot more about mental health, we're talking about what's important to us as people, what can help us grow, right? If you're feeling like you're in a certain job and you're stuck and it's not making you happy and whatever other causes may be there, a you can learn a new thing very easily b now the conversation has shifted to follow your passions I think that's why this is happening more and more you know mm-hmm. um, I think at least like for us we were brought up with the position of like you know follow your passions do what like do what you like do what you're good at but also what you like
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I just think it's information, honestly, today. Information is like the largest um, contributor.
0: Okay. So you see that there is a lot that people can see around them. They can see other people doing it and it is also a lot to do uh, You know, about being happy. You know, finding your happiness i'm making you know finding your peace so you decide to explore and yes maybe you know like financially people have that you know that i have this much of um i have the liberty financially i'm strong enough to be able to try different things which perhaps was not there earlier
1: yeah i that's definitely one thing but also you see nowadays a lot of uh, young people in the workforce have side hustles So they are doing their 9-to-5 and they're also working on their passion project on the side. So that's another really nice way to do that, you know, and balance everything together. Mm. So it's kind of cool to see all of these things happening,
0: honestly. (laughs) Definitely, very refreshing and a big change. So, you, like I said, young girl, successful, all of that. So anything, any piece of advice that you would like to give to... You know, girls who are still in college, maybe still in high school, who aspire to do something or to become something, or they're just on the threshold of their lives and their careers. Anything that you would like to tell them?
1: Um, I think for me, to younger generations, the most important piece of advice is do what you love, obviously, but also make sure to learn what you're doing. It's very important to say that, you can't just say follow your passions and then follow a passion you have no idea how to go ahead and do, right? So, make sure you're planning your future smartly, make sure you're planning it according to what you think and you're at a stage in your life right now where you can literally do anything. (laughs) So, make sure you keep your options open so that you have the ability to move forward. Secondly, it's a really digital world. So, you have the opportunity to explore and see what other people are doing out there so definitely go ahead and like learn as much as you can i'm a big proponent of learning (laughs) i love it but um, yeah i just think equip yourself with the skills that you're gonna need to be anything in this world whether it's like a ceo whether it's like or vet anyone anything anything you want to do in your life just make sure that you have the basis and the structure for it so that you're not in a position later where you have to go back which is also okay but <laughs> if you've decided something in your head if you have an idea
0: of where wants to go then just follow <laughs> and how important is it for a woman to be financially independent I think it's very important I think it's very very important for a woman to be financially independent
1: especially in India I feel like a lot of women in this country are forced to you know be tied to xyz bad situations just because they don't have financial independence and it's really really important for a woman to have the power to be able to hold her own head high be able to stand on her own shoulders it's not only important from a perspective of like safety and like your own happiness and whatever else, it's more important from a perspective of advancing the entire country, right? The entire economy. It's very, very important. And I really believe it's important, even as like just one person,
0: to have your own financial independence. It makes a world of difference in your happiness, in your life. And how about being emotionally independent? Does that apply to women? Should they be emotionally independent? Should they strive to become emotionally independent? I think we live in
1: a very collectivistic society. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think you should be dependent on anyone for your happiness but very often we're in a place where you know we have these like families everyone's very close-knit everyone is very like on top of each other for lack of other words (laughs) Um, and of course that's going to affect you in certain ways but I think the most important thing is to be able to detach from that sometimes and just protect your own peace. I don't know if that makes sense like you obviously are going to give to XYZ situations but the best thing to do is also give yourself some space and some time. I'm not talking about complete emotional independence because that is hard to do in this kind of a society but I do think that you have to give yourself time and space. So can a woman have it all? Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I definitely think
1: so. At least in my head, you definitely can.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, There are just ways to go about it and you have to make sure that structure (laughs) is in place to make sure you can do it right. Schedule, structure, lots of things but I think it's definitely doable. Uh
0: So that means you can have a career, you can have a family, you can find happiness in everything. So you mean to say that as compared to a man or as compared to men, we can be happier because our lives are uh, more fulfilled in that sense. Because as mothers, as wives, as sisters, and then as being women who are financially independent, do you think our lives are uh, more fulfilled in that sense, or you think there's not much of a difference?
1: I don't see much of a difference honestly because you see women as mothers, sisters, whatever. You also see men as fathers, brothers, whatever, right? So you have the ecosystem, it's just that some men may not be willing to give as much to that, right? It's just a matter of perspective, I don't think it's about
0: um, male versus female in that situation. Okay. And you definitely feel that we've come to a stage where women have always had families and have always been in relationships in that sense but now in this day and age we can have it all because we have a career too and because we make our own money too so in that sense we are as good or bad as anybody else right is that what <laughs> Thank you, Ananya. This was indeed a very interesting and engaging interaction. And I'm sure this will inspire many young girls to follow their dreams. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you liked it, do rate it and follow us on Spotify. And stay tuned for some more inspiring stories of women trailblazers.